A very good afternoon to you, our cherished and descending listeners. It's another beautiful and blessed Wednesday, and we are back here on your radio with your favorite business development program on Radio Masterclass. Masterclass is powered by Joy Business and brought to us by Goyle. Good energy, Goyle, Yedara, Yedia. Masterclass is also sponsored by First Code Management Services industry they say get it right get it right right from the start we're also supported here on masterclass by lancaster university they boast of being the only or one of the only british university campuses in all of west africa if you're looking to do some tertiary education or send your what there or go there go to university yourself lancaster university is one of the places to consider for your tertiary education we're happy to come your way here with Masterclass. It comes your way every Wednesday at 1.30 p.m. and runs all the way through to 2.15 p.m. here on your Superstation Joy 99.7. We're still in the month of September, inching gradually till December. Someone said it's September. It's almost Christmas. But gradually we're going on and we're asking that every time you open your businesses, every time you start work, by all means, try and be better in that day than you were in the day before. My name, as always, is Yabanafo and I'll be your host for the conversation today. Last week, we started a different conversation after we had spent some time talking about cybersecurity and the business value thereof. And in last week's conversation, we're talking about the all-important, the, should I say, the subject that cuts across industry, that cuts across every sphere of business, that cuts across everything you do, which is strategy, strategy, that important subject. And I remember in that conversation, every time I talk about strategy, I remember my favorite strategist, which is a Chinese strategist, Sang Chu. Sang Chu, today I'm sharing a few more of his quotes as, as the show goes on. But we're privileged again to be joined in today's conversation by a resource person who obliged us last week and who is also a very renowned strategy consultant. He's a lecturer and a manager at the PwC Business School. Um, he's worked with various multinationals, with Nestle, with Coca-Cola, with Barclays, now APSA. Um, he's done a lot of projects with all of these companies. He's an experienced lecturer with over 11 years of experience under his belt. He's also obviously a product of the University of Ghana Business School. Help me welcome back on the conversation today, Dr. Mapa Kwanza. Thank you. I'm excited, Thank Doc. You know. yeah. <laughs> because the, the conversation on strategy is one that doesn't end. Yes. You know, whichever way you're looking at it, it doesn't end. And for me, one thing I took out from last week's conversation essentially was that it's completely necessary to plan. Yeah, exactly. Completely necessary. Yeah. And if you're going to run a business, you might as well learn the tricks of the trade. Yes. And you shared some nuggets with us. For the benefit of our listeners who missed out on the show and who haven't watched the video from last week, mm -hmm. just some 10, 20 seconds. Let's do a quick recap of some okay. of the nuggets from last week's conversation and then take okay. us into today. Today we'll be looking at the strategic planning process. Yeah. Last week we introduced the conversation. Yes. Today we're going into the process proper yeah. so that if anybody um, wants to make some notes, they can actually also... And we're projecting this on Facebook. We're streaming live as well. So for those of us who want to make notes, by all means, do follow us on Facebook. And then you can make some notes as well. At some point in the show, like we always do, we will get interactive and you'll get to ask your questions and also send in your comments. But let's do a quick recap of our conversation last week. Yeah, so, strategy, and then we'll take it into today's conversation. Yeah, so the subject of strategy has always looked like something very hard mm. to understand or to, be, uh, to appreciate by people. But the issue is that we are actually in our day-to-day -day lives doing a lot of strategies in so many ways. That's why I just tried last week to establish the point that it's not anything strange except that you have a target to reach level B mm. and you are currently at level A. Mm. All the decisions you make and most importantly, the actions you take 
to make sure that you can move from your A to B is what we can describe as strategy. That means that every time we do that unconsciously. Yeah. Of course, when it comes into, when we come into the business environment and we are supposed to make strategic decisions, it comes with a lot of, you need to be intentional about it and then also be very thorough because there are certain ends you are looking at and then sometimes you even need to back them by numbers and stuff like that. So it becomes a bit complicated. But strategy is nothing more than a roadmap that should help you to achieve an end, mm. basically. That. I mean, you know, it's, it's interesting you mentioned that. I just want to chip this in very quickly that as humans, we're creatures of habit. Yeah. And today we understand the role and the power of data yes. in decision making. Mm-hmm. And therefore, that's the point that you make, yeah. that, that trend analysis which supports decision making. Therefore, if you're looking at in, involving strategy or using strategy in everything you do, there is the need to, to go back to the data. And the data is not hanging in the sky. Everything you do every day, <laughs> if you put a camera on yourself, you would find that you do certain things repeatedly. Yes. You wake up usually within the same time every day. When you are on leave, you act differently. When you yes. are not on leave, you act differently. That is a trend we're talking yeah. about. And it exists in everything, everything you do. Yeah. And that should support the strategic decision making. Yes. So right. next week in particular, no next two weeks. I think you're rather next week mm. when we look at the strategic tools, mm. we shall also talk about some of the tools that can help you to analyze your data. Right. So it will be too much to handle everything that time. So I'll mention them right. and show people where they can find them. And right. then help them to, I mean, support the decisions that they make. But like we said, mm-hmm. we started off last week just by way of introducing the topic. Mm-hmm. And today we want to go into the strategic management process. Some people call it strategic planning process. However it is, for me, I'm not so much interested in the, in, in the, nomenclature. In the, in the nomenclature, as you may say, but I'm interested in the meat of it. And of course, we'll not be able to delve into it in more details, but I'll be trying my best to help our listeners to appreciate the concept in a way that they can practice it either at their, at their level as individuals or if they have to work on it in their firms, they will, do, they will be able to do that. And next week, we'll look at the strategic tools, after which we'll look at the issue of strategic thinking and then examine some case studies in, that in Ghana that we might have seen. So having said that, I don't know whether it is being projected, but normally, normally... You start off with some kind of mission statement. Mission statement basically is the kind of purpose you want to serve with the organization or your business. So that becomes a bigger picture, out of which you design what we call your vision statement, which is more of um, a certain attainment, aspiration towards making a certain attainment in the future. So if you look at a company like Google, Google says by mission statement that we want to assemble all the world's information and make it useful in one place and make it useful for people. But in their vision statement, they say that we want to bring all the world's information to one place such that you can access it by one click. So you can see that there is a strong correlation or relationship between your mission statement and the vision statement. But that's just about it. But really, the other part is the fact that you need to ask yourself internally, do what we call internal analysis. Normally, we use the tool SWOT, and next week we'll look at it a bit more into details. But what the internal analysis will help you to do is that it will put you in the, 
in the state to sort of assess yourself as a firm or as a business or as an individual, what there is that you possess that ultimately can give you some kind of core competence to help you to be able to execute one thing or the other. But having done that, you need to balance it off with the environment, the context within which you find yourself in. What I mean is that if Yao has um, competency in, let's say, like you are very good, you talk very well. I like when you are, when you are introducing the program, I was just sitting here and enjoying it. That is a competency. That is a skill, right? Now, how you will appropriate this skill and make profit out of it in Ghana would not be the same as how you can do it in Liberia. Mm. So the contest matters. That means that as a business or as an individual who wants to set up a business, you would need to also do a, an assessment of the environment you find yourself in to the extent that you should even be interested in the ecology. You know what? There are certain products that doesn't work in Accra. Why they don't work in Accra is that the climatic conditions in Accra are different. For instance, in the north, something like um, shea butter is more pricey and uh, more important to their lifestyle than those of us in the South. So even in Ghana, um, understanding the context is very crucial in terms of how it helps you to achieve certain targets that you have in mind. So having said that, you need to check technology issues, check economic issues, of course. Um, and when I say this, sometimes I talk about the fact that when I was a child, people used to buy tin of below and then they will they decant them into polythene bags and then they sell it in a way that poor people could or people couldn't invest in a tin of milo can access. Exactly. Now what has the company has the company done? They have provided you in that small, small sashi so that it's easy for you to move on. But you see, this is a thing that they picked up from our cultural lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It has to do with the environment. Mm-hmm. Elsewhere, maybe selling milo in sashimi may not work. But the point is that the environment dictates your behavior as a firm. So you need to understand all of this competitive behavior. For instance, you know, uh, when um, Ariel came into the mm. system, Ariel was good at the markets, and everybody sort of shifted from Omo. Mm. All of a sudden, Omo sat back and said, oh, we have rebranded. And now we have also put in, uh, they said, enzyme. At the mm. time, Ariel said, we have enzyme. Mm-hmm. Omo said, we have double enzyme. <laughs> On top of it, buy one, get one free. How do you see Ariel on the market in, uh, these mm. days? It's virtually mm. absent on the market. Mm. The reason is that somebody had to respond to the environment and they responded in a way that sort of killed the competitor. The point is that maybe Ariel should have asked themselves what would Unilever do? as a response to our entry onto the market. Mm. So when you want to do business or whatever you are doing, you need to assess yourself. Even if you are in operation and things are well, you need to be assessing yourself and asking yourself how easy or what, what kind of new entrants are entering into the market and you what is their behavior. Test, stress test. Stress, yes. So, so you can also do stress yeah. test your firm or your strategy and other things just to help you to keep afloat. So doing a thorough environmental assessment is very important. Having said that, a very good examination of yourself or your internal structures and your general environment should put you in a situation whereby you can have some kind of strategic options, right? And these strategic options, um, I mean, 
Yes, yeah, so let me explain how it works. I have realized that I have got competency in, let's say, in, let's say, producing, um, let's say, in producing uh, milk. Mm. Now, this is a skill I have. I have also realized in the environment that we have big brands like Milo, oh, sorry, I mean, Ideal Milk and Co. also in, in the system. Now, you need to ask yourself, if you come in and you want to compete directly with Ideal Milk, will you survive? If you will not survive, what else can you do? Can you alter your packaging in a way that can help you to maybe target like a certain kind of uh, customer group that um, Ideal Milk is not targeting? Do you understand? So you, 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 when you put it together, you have a, cup, a lot of permutations, options that, that, that this data or the, the, the research you have done will be speaking to you. And those, for me, become what we call your strategic options. Normally, you may want to, I mean, we, we calibrate them into three major things. Either you are having a focused strategy or you are trying to go cost leadership whereby you use innovative ways to produce at low cost so that your product will not necessarily be so high on the market and that can give you some kind of advantage on the market. Or you enter the market with some kind of product or services that differentiates you from the rest. And of course, the differentiation should be seen by your target group as valuable, so to speak, to be able to what? get onto the market and, 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 then, and then do some, I mean, meet your aspirations as far as the business is concerned. With these things, then you can now fine-tune your objectives, right? Mm -hmm. Following from your mission statement, your vision statement, and of course, the strategic options that you have based on the in, uh, environmental analysis that you did together with your own internal analysis. Now, you can now structure your objectives or begin to make statements of objectives as to what you want to do. And when you say statement of objectives, what you are trying to say is that you are making concrete statements with timelines as to what you want to achieve in the future. We could have it in two ways. We could have the long-term objectives, which may be three to five years. Usually, sometimes it could be 10 years. But, I mean, because things do change a lot, it makes sense to peg it around five years and alter it or do some kind of ground review after five years and see whether you can make changes. But for you to achieve something in five years, it makes sense to break it down year on year. Right? Milestones. Yes. So you can have your, your short-term objectives. So inbuilt would, would lead you to what you call tactics and all of that. But I don't want to bore our, our listeners with too much technologies. So let us leave it here. Your short-term objectives are the things that you want to achieve within a year. Mm which when you put them together over the time, it will help you to achieve your grand, um, what's the name, objective, mm. which will be your long-term objective, which has a direct link with your vision statement and, of course, your mission statement. So having done this, then you need to now put together the structures to help you to get the work done, mm. right? I have said to myself that I, I want to become, let's say, a market leader in my in the area of um, business I've chosen mm. or the industry I've chosen in five years' time. And that if I'll be able to do that, I need to, let's say, make statements of profitability, I mean, have profitable profitability targets, productivity targets, sometimes even 
it targets about employees. You know, you can have a vision that you want to make your firm a firm of choice for, let's say, young graduates. It's an investment. When they come and they love your firm, you give them skills, and let's say they even leave. They may leave and end up becoming MDs of other companies, C-suite members of other companies. They will make decisions and then still come and deal with you because of the kind of foundation you gave them. So these are objectives that firms would set. And, of course, I can only give a few examples as far as this platform is concerned. Now, when you set up these objectives, you now have to tell yourself, how can I achieve it? And last week, we talked about the fact that the strategy itself normally is seen in three strata. We have the corporate strategy, we have the business strategy, and the functional strategy. When I'm talking about getting the work done, I'm talking about the issues around the functional strategy, which has to do with how you put in place concrete structure so the to help you to deliver. The tactical, the Exactly, yes. Yeah. So those are the areas that the tactical issues are, are find themselves in. And over here, you need to make decisions around your marketing strategy, decisions around your finance strategy, and all of that. Let me talk about finance strategy. One could say, I'm going for a loan right. to run the business. Another could say, maybe an individual who wants to start up something, mm-hmm. I will pick 20% of my salary and use it to do the business more, small, and scale up as it grows up. Mm-hmm. Somebody can say that. Another can even say that I will rely on suppliers who give it to me on credit. I'll get my work done and pay them later. These are all financial models, and it should be put within your strategy as you move on, right? Having done that, you implement the structure you have put in place, and then having implemented the structure you have put in place, you need to have system to evaluate yourself, to sort of examine yourself, to see how best you have um, are, are, you have achieved your objectives over the period. Normally, people want to do yearly, uh, what's the name, review of their performances, but it doesn't hurt to to want to even look at it from weekly point of view or monthly point of view as part of helping you to make corrective. I mean, make correct, amend your ways to sort of help you to achieve the entire. Um, kind of vision that you have. Now, having said this in a broad area, what I want to do is that I want to sort of reduce them into some kind of six questions, right? That can make it easy for, let's say, Juliet, who wants to um, um, think of designing her own strategic uh, plan for her business. So what would Juliet do? The first question Juliet must ask herself is that what is the purpose or for what purpose do I wish to um, serve with my business? That can help you to what, address the issue of what your mission statement, which talks about why you are in business and for what purpose you are in business, right? Then, of course, you will be able to divide, derive your vision statement out of it. But to move on from there, the other question you may want to ask is, have I checked within and around me? This is a question you need to ask yourself. That question will help you to do internal analysis and do environmental uh, evaluation, which will ultimately lead you to your strategic options that are available, which would lead you to ask yourself that question. What options do exist? After having done this examination of my internal structures, of my internal strength, I know my weaknesses, I know my strengths. I therefore have an idea of where to pitch my business, of what to do. I'm going uh, um, cost leadership, I'm going differentiation, I'm going focused, or I'm even using speed. And mind you, there was a bank in Ghana that used speed to, to distinguish itself and became very prominent 
in the market at a point in time. So speed can, could even be one of your strategic options that you want to take. Now, having asked yourself this question, the other question you want, you want to ask yourself is that what exactly can I ach- achieve that will help you to sort of make statements around your objectives, right? It will help you to set up objectives very well. And mind you, your objectives must, must come up in, in, in two ways. Have long-term objective and short-term objective and make sure that the short-term objective will help you to achieve your overall long-term objective um, uh, as you have stated it. The next question is, that which vehicle can best assist me? To deliver on my objective, that will address the issue of what the kind of functional structure you need to put in place to help you. And inbuilt in that is where are the resources I will need to be able to get the work done. The resources could be financial, there could be skills, there could be networks and all of that. You need to make sure that they've been properly calibrated into the system. Now you ask yourself the question, do I have enough information to be able to go there and get the work done? That will address the issue of what implementation. And of course, at the end of the day or at the end of the period, you ask yourself, Charlie, how far have I come? That will help you to evaluate what you have done to be able to um, sort of um, know whether you are on track. And of course, if you see any gap between your expectation and your actual performance, you take corrective measures. That's what we call control in strategic management. You take corrective measures to help you to sort of correct the, to, to make up for the gaps. And that can also go in a long way to even affect you, your vision statement or especially your objective. Sometimes you may want to alter your objective just so that you can be more relevant to the circumstances of the, of the time that you find yourself in. So this is what I want to share as far as the strategic management process is concerned. And I believe that um, our listeners would find it um, worthy uh, of, of picking up any I'm lessons sh- from I'm me. sure there's, there's a lot of questions because I'm getting a lot of hits on, on, on social media right now. We will be getting interactive very shortly. Uh, we'll take a quick message. But before we do that okay. very shortly, I just wanted to sort of ask, very briefly, mm-hmm. at what point in running a business mm-hmm. does the strategy come in? And it sounds like an obvious question. Okay. But I'm asking for, for those who have already started who probably didn't take this consideration into account okay. and who are already there. So I have a second question there, but let's just do the first one. We'll, okay. we'll get into we'll it. Right. So, the, so at what point does it come in? Yes. Yeah, so first of all, even before you think of it that you have a strategy, once you're thinking of doing a business, there, will, there are some elements of strategy in your, in your steps already. Mm. It may be wrong strategy or it may be inappropriate for what you want to do. But once you decide to get something done, there is some, some sort of inherent strategy that drives you. Mm. So just, just, just by the way, it's ideal you start off uh, your business and you try to go through all these processes to help you. Let me t- share my personal experience. So I decided to do something else to gain some extra income for my family. Now, we started the production. Then I re- somebody, I made an inquiry of a friend of mine who used to work with um, FDA. He said, oh, you can start and then later come to FDA. I was not convinced at a, I mean, a point in the, in the business. So I decided to go to FDA myself and find out. And they told me, no. You are not supposed to start before. Come and see us, and let's help you through the process. The, the, the lesson here is that FDA could have seen my product on the market and then done announcement on air that this product is not satisfied, certified, so don't use it. That can hurt the brand, 
right? Now that I know I need to, so this is a contextual issue that I needed to have done before the business starts. So the point is that it's ideal you have a whole ground strategy in place before you start the business. Mm. And even that, you still have to do periodic review Precisely. of your business, right? So if you are in business like Ecobank or Multimedia or something, it doesn't pay to make reviews. So you can set periods to make it, but there are also special extraordinary circumstances that can happen along the line that can cause you to make do make some review. For instance, you are running your business and maybe you have estimated that in three years' time you do your review. Then and COVID came in. Lifestyle has changed. Your consumers have changed. The business model, you need to quickly do re- some kind of review so that you can align your business to the contest and the circumstances of the time. Right. So that's my answer right. to that. Um, I mean, I have, a, I have a, a few follow-on questions, but we want to get interactive. We want to bring our listeners into this conversation so that they can also be a part of okay. it. Before we do that, though, we'll take a quick message from our sponsors. We'll be right, right. back. Are you looking for a top-ranked British degree here in West Africa? Then look no further. Lancaster University, Ghana is here in Accra. Experience quality student life at our on-site hostels, sports complex, and in our world-class teaching and learning environment. Join our foundation program directly after Yawasi and advance to our undergraduate programs in law, accounting and finance, computer science, marketing, politics and international relations, economics and international relations, or business management. For working professionals, join our globally accredited executive MBA. Apply now for October intake, commencing at the new Transnational Academic Group campus located at Tantra Hill. Contact us via email at admissions at lancaster.edu.gh and visit lancaster.edu.gh to learn more about our campus relocation. Lancaster University, Ghana, the only British university campus in West Africa. on-air business development program Joy Business Masterclass is in session and you can interact with us on Facebook via the Joy 99.7 FM or Joy Business pages. If you tweet, the handle is at Joy 997 FM or at Joy Business GH. Don't forget to hashtag JB Masterclass. You can also call us on 0302-216541 or send your questions and contributions through to the WhatsApp number 551 and our facilitators will address your concerns. Attention, everyone. Class is in progress. Welcome back. If you've just tuned in, this is Masterclass here on your Superstation Joy 99.7. We continue our conversation on strategy as we started last week. This week, we're looking at the strategic planning process. And we're, we're obliged to be here in the studio with Dr. Quanta. He's back here with us, sharing some wonderful thoughts with us. But at this point in the conversation, we want to hear from you, from our listenership. What is going on in your business? What is your specific experience? Some of you have already posted your questions on social media. We'll try and read them very quickly. But otherwise, if you're just tuning in, we just want you to pick up that phone and give us a call. 0302-216-541. 0302-216-541. Let's hear your thoughts. We always say that when we do this together, we learn from each other because life is too short to make all the mistakes ourselves. And we don't need to reinvent the wheel. So let's have a conversation. Let's share thoughts. 0302216541. Alternatively, you can also send us your comments on 0551111997. That's 0551111997. Numbers to call again, 0302216541. 
Doctor, while we're waiting for the, the phone lines to ring, yeah. I have a follow-on question. I mean, you shared some thoughts very passionately before we went on the break, you know, uh, regarding what point the strategy comes in. Mm-hmm. What would you say to those who have started? Because it takes me back to the conversation on the, one of the very first editions of Masterclass, mm-hmm. where one of our resource persons, Thompson Chua. Thompson, if you're listening, a very good afternoon to you. He talked about the purpose of setting up any business okay. and the fact and, and, and you said the same thing just a few minutes ago many years later he says that the purpose is not fixed mm-hmm. uh, the purpose may be <laughs> in one direction when you start the business yes. that purpose must be reviewed yes. periodically exactly. a lot of businesses today started with a certain purpose and they haven't gone back to review that purpose mm. and we're we're making it up as we go along Mm. But it's not good enough because yes. today information is available to exactly. us. And so what, what would you say to those companies, those business owners? They've already started. They've been working for two, three years. They're trying to get their books right. They're trying to go back and do the right things. But they don't get the privilege of time stopping for them to correct it. So mm. time is happening. Life is going on. And they are, they are sort of making corrections on the go. Mm-hmm. How do they plug in strategy? They've already put the cart before the horse. Yeah. Talk to them. Okay. How, how do they so come out you, of that situation? You see, the, first of all, to look at that issue, you need to ask yourself what is locking them up. Mm. You know, when you have invested in, let's say, um, some kind of plants to produce, um, let's say, milk, right? Mm-hmm. Or plants to produce um, what soup or something. And you realize that your business model has changed. There is no demand for your products. People ask themselves questions like, so what, if I decide to move on, what happens to this, this, this investment? So this is what so, sort of keeps some people on. But my advice is that IBM started off do, manufacturing hardware computers. At a point in time, IBM has moved on. Now they are analyzing data, mm. and they have big softwares that assist people to do a lot of analysis from data management point of view. Mm. And it's giving them more opportunity to survive as a business. Mm. So really, my advice is that you need to what, retool your business mm-hmm. and see the kind of adjustment you have to make. Because ultimately, you would have to ensure that your business is providing value. And right. value is, is measured according to your customers. What the customer finds as beneficial is what is important. So if you are in a business that customers are not finding your offering attractive anymore, mm-hmm. you need to adjust. And if you think that the investment you have made in producing some, um, I mean, acquiring some equipment mm-hmm. inhibits you, ask yourself, how can you alter the equipment you have mm-hmm. in a way that can help you to deliver on what, some, the, customer wants. what the customer wants? Right. And if you think that, I mean, the, at, at the very highest of it all, mm. you can abandon those um, investments, destroy it, and start off in a way that customers can find you valuable. Worst case scenario. I've got Delali yeah. Susu on social media. He says, I'm enjoying your guest. I'm listening keenly. Um, I've also got Aaron Udua Mensa. Aaron says, uh, your resource person is very intelligent. Thank you very much, Aaron. But then he goes on to say, please, what is the difference between milestones and work breakdown structure. Okay, so, I mean, this, I think uh, the English madams who are listening to us <laughs> will do better at it. But from my understanding, really, milestone is, is something grand that you are hoping to achieve, right? And you know that um, it's not easy to climb all the way to the top. Mm. So you tell yourself that for me to get to the top, which is um, like what I'm seeking to do, I may want to 
attempt first step, first floor, and then from first floor move on to the others. Basically, what you are saying is that uh, you set up goals, your long-term objectives. It's not easy to achieve, and I want to make a comment around that just after this point. It's not easy to achieve that objective straight away unless you break them into small, small structures that can help you to ultimately achieve that. Mm-hmm. The reason why long-term objective is important is that sometimes what you want to achieve within a, a year may not work. For instance, you just introduce a product on the market. It may take a year or two for people to know and accept the product. Mm-hmm. People will not accept your product just in a month or so. So you need that kind of opportunity, I mean, the, some kind of time for you to develop and, and then be able to cash in mm. the way you are expecting to do. So if you give yourself um, a five-year projection, it's better. Mm. But if I want to achieve something in five years, what can I achieve this week? Mm. What can I achieve next month? Mm-hmm. And what can I achieve uh, at so the end of the So essentially, you don't wait until five years and then you go back to check. There must be milestones yes. leading up to that. Not all of us will be lucky like Black Sherry. <laughs> The phone lines are now open. Numbers to call 0302216541. Pick up that phone. Give us a call. Let's hear your thoughts on strategy. What is the strategy with which you are running your institution, your company, the one that you set up, the one that you are running, the one that you are GM of? What is your strategy? Share your thoughts. Let others also benefit from it and become better. You can also send us your comments on 055 Just also remind you that Masterclass today is sponsored by Lancaster University. They are the only British university campus in all of West Africa. Masterclass today is also sponsored by First Code Management Services Industry and get it right. And if you have any motor vehicle of any kind, Goyle, who's also a sponsor of Masterclass today, has some wonderful information for you. And so they have tried and tested great fuels which have been proven over the years as the most acceptable engine oils for all vehicle types. They're asking that you go to every Goyle filling station, not just a selected one, and fill up with high-grade fuels. They say Goyle, good energy, Goyle, Yanara, Yedia. I've got a comment on social media from Cecil. MOG Music. He says, great resource persons, Dr. Mapa Kwanza, well endowed. Strategy is simply the intentional actions you take to reach your target market. That's Cecil. Thank you so much, Cecil, for, for sharing that. I point. know, I know, I know him. He, he's my former student. Okay. And I wish him well. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, Cecil. So that's a, a, a well wish from Dr. Kwanza here. You spoke about context earlier, and I yeah. just want to sort of dwell on that a bit. Context being relevant to any strategic process because no two strategies are ombudsman um, yeah. for every every situation. Exactly. And therefore, there is a portion of the strategic process that re- sort of relies on your specific situation. Yeah. I'll give you an example. Two quick ones. Okay. Two very great, I'm not going to mention, I'm going to give them a free advert. Two very great <laughs> automobile houses okay. made an advert, mm-hmm. one before the other. Mm-hmm. The other said, I've got this vehicle and at 100 kilometers per hour in a corner, at X degrees, when you turn the corner sharply, mm-hmm. um, the vehicle will somersault and land on its feet, and then you, you can just continue with just, you know, a few oh, movements. Oh, Please I don't see. mention the name. <laughs> Not long after that, another company comes up and says, at the same 100 kilometers per hour, in that same curve, mm-hmm. when you get to that curve, our vehicle will not somersault and traumatize you in the vehicle. We won't keep you safe and somersault you at the same time. We won't yes. even somersault. We will just corner the curve and we're gone. It killed the first advert, just yes. like you said with, yes. with, with those two washing powders. Yeah. But there was another one that's interesting, slightly different. Mm-hmm. And this one was a drink advert. Mm-hmm. Didn't take into context the region of the world in which they were. They used pictographs. Mm-hmm. So the pictographs were three pictographs. Mm-hmm. Someone who has passed out, someone who drinks the product, mm-hmm. and someone who is drunk. Okay. And they put it out there across the world. Mm-hmm. Only that 
in certain regions of the world, they were reading from left to right. And therefore, what they saw was that someone is well, they drink the product, and they pass out. I get it. Yes. So I want you to hit on context, yes. the relevance of context in the process of strategic planning so that people understand that my circumstance is relevant to the strategy. I don't go and pick some ombudsman mm-hmm. document from somewhere. Oh, we are all in the shoe industry. Um, this has worked for this company. Therefore, it will work for me. You have peculiarities that exactly. are different from someone else. Just share some Yeah, so let me, you know, we said that on the last day, we look at some local um, examples. Mm-hmm. These are things that I have observed, and we are just um, intellectually analyzing them. And uh, permit me, uh, because this is a learning platform, mm. if we are able to be a bit specific, it mm. makes people understand. They'll, 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 I'll send them an invoice. <laughs> okay, so a company like Melcom, mm. you hear people say that Melcom products are not uh, good. You hear that a lot. But everybody is going to Melcom too. Can they, I wonder if there is a house in Ghana that doesn't have anything from Melcom. Mm. They keep expanding and people are asking, the, asking us or people are commenting that oh, Melcom products are not good yet. They keep expanding. Mm. Of course, they have responded to that by also creating what you call the, what they call the prestige shops, mm. like the one at uh, what's the name industrial area, the one at Spintest, other places that they sell very high quality mm. stuff. But the point is that Melcom is addressing something valuable to the mm. to the target customers. Mm. Majority of Ghanaians cannot afford that, so. You go there and 20 CD or 10 CD can give you a pair of plates, mm. right? That plate may last you maybe a year, right? That is not the, a pair of plates that is 200 CDs. Mm-hmm. That can last 10 years. Mm-hmm. Because the average, the kind of customer they are targeting is not looking at um, a very stylish 200 CD or 500 CD pair of plates. Mm-hmm. But the 20 CD or 15 CD pair of plates is serving their purpose. Mm. So what they are doing is that they are responding or they have a business model that is serving the kind of customers they are targeting. So it is very important to get it right. And we know in management textbooks about some of the mistakes that a company like um, Pepsi made in mm. India, whereby in an advert, mm. a human being sat on... Uh, on, 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 on a cow, and the Indians found it as an affront to them, mm. and because of that, they did not patronize the brand. Mm. So you need to bear some of these things in mind to help you. That's the one last thing. It's good. So even in Ghana here, we have what you call, have you heard of, um, uh, what's the name? Chedia Bites. It's a drink. It's a drink yeah. in Ghana, right? Now, if you look at the name, they tell you that this is a drink that is good for... Um, it's an aphrodisiac. Yes. Mm-hmm. But they have not told you that. They have told you Chedia Bites. In Chi, when they say Chedia, you are giving a knock. Mm-hmm. But pause and also listen to yourself mm-hmm. in Chi again about the word Chedia mm-hmm. and relate it to the aphrodisiac thing you said. Mm-hmm. Then you know that there is something else they are saying. Mm-hmm. Right, which may not be radio friendly, so I will not go there. Yeah. But they are also saying, so they are saying two things at the same time, yeah. and it addresses, yeah. and it, it addresses exactly what they are looking for. Their target market mm-hmm. understand, and that is working for them. Interesting, interesting thoughts. Phone lines are still open. We've got a few yeah, more minutes. So contest yeah, so contest always is critical as far as your business is concerned. Mm-hmm. So the lesson in here is, and you see it, what companies do in Ghana mm-hmm. is not the same as what they do elsewhere. So a company like KFC, Mm. right? I was surprised when I went to KFC Mm -hmm. and I saw that there was Shito, the black Shito, what we call Shito. It was there. Now, they will not find, you will not find KFC 
in um, China or KFC in Europe, that has shito. Why is it that it is so? And mind you, there was a company which came to Osu. Mm -hmm. It was also selling, it was a restaurant. Mm -hmm. And if you don't mind, I can mention, they are not even in operation now. Mm -hmm. They said that this is our business model. Everywhere we go in the world, and I'm talking about TS, those people know, mm -hmm. this is our business model. We are from South Africa. This is the way we do our business. This is our meal. This is our, our mm -hmm. recipe. Mm -hmm. And that is it. They did not Ghananize it. Let me put it that way. They did not include local tastes. Mm. So people go there and they say the food is not nice. Not because what they are prepared is not nice. We don't have the taste for what they are pre presenting. What, what, what in other parlance you would hear people say is think globally, but, but act, act locally. locally. Yes, yeah, so it's very important to always make sure that your business model fits the contest. Mm. Either than that, you are not there because you are there to serve people. And the people determine what is quality. Mm. So you must make sure that you research on the people. And that's why within the environmental um, scan, you realize that we have three important things there. We have what we call the um, operational stuff. Mm -hmm. That has to do with how you, where, where are your suppliers, how can you get your suppliers, and to what extent will your suppliers serve your purpose. Mm -hmm. And, of course, other things around technology, access to electricity and other things, that is there. Then we have... Issues around industry. Who are the competitors there? Right? Who, what are the likely, you should be able to even tell yourself, what are the likely response of competitors to your strategy? These are analysis you have to make to help you shape how you want to go with your business. Because if you know that there is a competitor that is stronger than you and you don't have the muzzle, to sort of compete boot for boot mm -hmm. with this comp competitor. A wiser strategy could even be to invest in an area that the competitor is not interested in. Mm. In this case, you are in the business and you are not competing. Do you get it? Because if you want to do an upfront competition, they can out, uh, they, uh, uh, I mean, just overshadow you, just like what happened with the case of Omo mm. and then what, Ariel. Mm. So you may want to look at that. Then again, we have the general environmental issues. What is the political connotations to the things you are doing? Do you understand? Um, in Ghana here like this, people talk about political stability. Mm -hmm. But if you watch the current rhetorics, I believe that investors are checking whether they should put in more dollars into the system or wait and see. Mm. Because within the sub-region, there appears to be a global narrative that the sub-region is, is not very stable, mm. right? And there are local contextual issues that seem to be getting people to be making certain kind of predictions. Mm -hmm. So investors will be watching to see whether it's worthwhile to invest in or not. And mind you, when Ivory Coast had issues, a lot of companies moved their regional headquarters from there to Ghana. Okay. And so it is a big asset we have, and we must make sure we protect it. Contextual issues, what uh, Doomso, how Doomso affected the system. Yeah. And uh, investors are watching to make sure that the, re, the stability of power is really real, and that it's not something that it could come up again and all of that. So there are things you need to know. Mm. If you are going to run a business that is going to rely so much on power, mm to survive, you may look at Ghana with a second eye. Talk to me about perception. 30 seconds. I've got a few more minutes. I heard someone say, a great man say once, a perception can become reality for the one who perceives. Essentially talking about the customer's perspective. You said earlier on that if the customer has a certain opinion about your business, mm -hmm. you should take that seriously yes. as a business owner. Yes. Therefore, I go to the statement. Perception can become reality for the one who perceives. Yes. How strong is perception in the strategy process? Just about 30 seconds. Okay, so we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this some more next week. Okay. But just sort of talk about that for me. Give us a takeout from our conversation. 
conversation today and let's round the conversation up. All right. So as far as perception is concerned, the whole thing is that there are a lot of people who will not take time, right, to sort of um, verify what you are saying. Mm. So you must control every information about yourself. So sometimes when I see some fair 